Derek Prince, they shall expel demons, part four, chapter 20 through a prayer for deliverance. You have now reached the point at which you can claim your deliverance in prayer. People sometimes say to me, I want to pray, but I don't know what to say. So I have prepared a pattern prayer for you. Before you pray, however, read carefully through the nine steps outlined in the previous chapter. Make sure you understand them and that you are ready to meet all the conditions. You will find a few blank spaces in the pattern prayer where you will need to fill in details that apply to your individual situation. Specific signs, specific contacts with the occult or false religion, the names of people you need to forgive. Be sure to make this latter list as complete as possible. I have seen hundreds, even thousands of people receive deliverance through this pattern of prayer. You may wish to enlist the support of a fellow Christian, but be sure the person you choose is in agreement with your decision and will be praying out of faith, not unbelief. If there are two of you, you can also claim the promise of Jesus in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. If two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they may ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Finally, do not feel bound to stick to rigidly to this pattern prayer. If the Holy Spirit prompts you to add words from your heart, do not hesitate to do so, and do not be in a hurry. Go through the whole prayer slowly and deliberately. 1. Personally affirm your faith in Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God and the only way to God, that you died on the cross for my sins and rose again so that I might be forgiven and receive eternal life. Number two, humble yourself. I renounce all pride and religious self-righteousness and any dignity that does not come from you. I have no claim on your mercy except that you died in my place. 3. Confess any known sin. I confess all my sins before you and hold nothing back. Especially I confess... 4. Repent of all sins. I repent of all my sins. I turn away from them, and I turn to you, Lord, for mercy and forgiveness.
5. Forgive all other people. By decision of my will, I freely forgive all who have harmed or wronged me. I lay down all bitterness, all resentment, and all hatred. Specifically, I forgive. 6. Break with the occult and all false religion. I sever all contact I have ever had with the occult or with all false religion. Particularly, I commit myself to get rid of all objects associated with the occult or false religion. 7. Prepare to be released from every curse over your life. Lord Jesus, I thank you that on the cross you were made a curse, that I might be redeemed from every curse and inherit God's blessing. On that basis, I ask you to release me and set me free to receive the deliverance I need. 8. Take your stand with God. I take my stand with you, Lord, against all Satan's demons. I submit to you, Lord, and I resist the devil. Amen. 9. Expel. Now I speak to any demons that have control over me. Speak directly to them. I command you to go from me now. In the name of Jesus, I expel you. Each time you experience a release, praise and thank God for it. Give thanks and praise is the simplest and purest expression of faith. It also creates an atmosphere that demons find intolerable. When you feel your deliverance is complete or that you have come as far as you can come at this time, be sure to kneel down and make Jesus Lord of every area of your life. Remember the warning of Jesus that if a demon comes back and finds the house empty, he will return and bring others with him. On your own, you do not have the strength to keep the demons out. But if the Lord Jesus has taken up residence with you, you have his help to keep them out. This reminds me of a woman who was consistently victorious in her Christian life. When asked her secret, she said, Whenever the devil knocks at the door, I just let Jesus answer. Do not try to fight the demons by yourself. If you feel your deliverance is not yet complete, wait until your strength returns or you feel prompted by the Holy Spirit. Then continue with the process of getting the demons out. Sometimes at the end of a deliverance service, a person comes up to me and asks, 
how do I know if I'm completely free? Usually I reply, it's not my job to give you a certificate. If I did, it wouldn't be worth the paper it's written on. The thing that's really important is that you discover the reality of demons and how to deal with them. Now you are responsible to deal with them in the same way wherever and whenever you encounter them. Finally, here is a reminder that applies to every Christian. You never need to be ashamed of having been delivered from demons. In the Gospel record, there was one person to whom God granted a unique and glorious honor. It goes like this, to be the first human witness of the resurrection of Jesus. The incident is recorded in Mark chapter 16, verse 9. Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. Think of it. Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene, who was identified as the one out of whom he had cast seven demons. If Mary never needed to be ashamed, no more do you if you too have been delivered from demons. There is, however, one thing of which you might need to be ashamed. If you discovered you needed deliverance from demons, but pride kept you from knowing your need and being set free, This is the end of chapter 22, A Prayer for Deliverance.